This week on The Reverse Stick, it's winter here in Perth, so we're off to a sunnier climb as we speak to David Navarro from Costa Rica about the hockey series open in Mexico. And a huge month of hockey ahead, don't forget, hashtag Livestream Hockey. And welcome once again to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. I'm one half of the hosting team, John Lee, and the other half is Matt Allen. How are you, Matt? Yeah, I'm good, mate. That's a bit smoother than last week. I was think it? last week was, uh, I'm uh, John Lee and Matt, uh, yeah, and just went oh, on with it. Bit of that, yeah. Hi, I'm Wayne, and I'm Wayne too. Sort of stuff going on. It was slicker, mate, and it was good. It was only the fifth take on getting that out, so well done. Oh, thank you very much. Good to be here, mate. Good to be here. Back once again, episode number 53 of the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. I'm looking forward to speaking to David Navarro from the Costa Rican national team a little bit later on in the show. And it's a bit of hockey overload at the moment, isn't it? There's so much going on. Don't know where to look. Well, that actually was a problem on the weekend, wasn't it? (laughs) Did you know where to look at the hockey ones? I mean, I had to go to my own game at one stage. Yeah, well, I'm not going to talk about my game. I'm still grumpy about it and the bruise on my foot's gone from pink to blue to black and um, I'm just too old for this. Did, did you lose on Saturday, did you, mate? I, uh, <laughs> I filled in for a higher grade team that I used to play for a few years ago. They were a bit light on the numbers and uh, we got absolutely smashed 10-0. So I have some feeling for uh, the Costa Rican national team um, after... Uh, what they've just ha- what's happened in, in Salamanca for those guys, but uh, we've played against a much much better team. That we had a they're one of those sides that if you catch them on the, the one week in three when all of the players are back, they're deadly. Um, you're lucky if you get them on one of the other weeks and you might get a draw. But ten nil, oh my god, the biggest defeat I think I've had in oh, maybe since I was about 15 years old. Mm. Oh, thanks for asking. Yeah, another win, mate. What? <laughs> Let's get on with it, shall we? Get to a bit of the news. News And there is a hell of a lot of hockey going on And will be for the next couple of months uh, We're going to have to try and A couple of months? I think right the way to the end of the year, mate I don't see yeah, uh, uh, well, the end in sight No, probably not It just keeps going 24 months a year Is that right? Something like that yeah. well, the, Ger- the German title's just finished up And they've got a nine-month season, I think I'll get to that in a second <laughs> How about some of the international stuff that's going to has been going on. Uh, the Cochabamba Games in um, Bolivia uh, finished up recently, and uh, the final placings there were Arge- on the men's side of things. Argentina uh, had a 1 0 victory over Chile. That's a very interesting result, I would have thought. I mean, the Argentinian men being the previous Olympic champ or the current Olympic champions. Yeah, the Chilean girls have certainly been leading the way, there, haven't they? They've um, jumped up the rankings over the past few years. Well, they have. I, I, I would have thought the Argentinian men would have been far too strong, but I Chile had good results against them during the round robins as well. If I can. Yeah, I don't think it was a full strength Argentina side either. There, okay. I think there was quite a quite a few sort of under twenty ones in the in the group and fringe players. Bronze went to Brazil over Venezuela uh, following a a two all draw. They uh, played a 4-3 win in a shootout there. Uh, fifth and s- fifth was Uruguay over, sorry, fifth was Peru over Uruguay and, uh, Bolivia and Paraguay played out for seventh and eighth, a 4-1 win to Paraguay there. Onto the women's side of things, uh, Argentina, unsurprisingly, finished top of the Waza there. They beat Uruguay in the final. Not a great scoreline, 8-0 for a final, but it's even happened to the best of them, ask the Dutch. Um, 
So well done to the Argentinian girls there. Chile finished in uh, third place after beating Brazil 7-0 in the um, runners-up final. Um, so Uruguay will finish in second, but Chile will finish in third place. Chile were probably easily the best other team, but they came up across uh, the Argentinians in the semi-final and lost 2-0 to them. So would have been nice perhaps to have seen an Argentina-Chile final, but that's the way these things some sometimes happen. Argentina, Uruguay, Chile there, as I mentioned. Brazil in fourth spot. They beat Paraguay, who finished in sixth, and then Bolivia had a win over Peru to finish in seventh over eighth. That's the uh, Cochabamba games. We also had the um, hockey series open going on in Salamanca. All done and dusted. It is done. It was a round-robin series. Um, So do you want to start with the women this time around? Do we do that? We do. Where have they gone? Here's... I've got it all printed out here. Got me research, mate. (laughs) Just get me research out. Uh, uh, Who did win that tournament? Canada won the women's tournament. They finished in top there. They won all four of their games... Uh, 71-4, 71-4, 3 against. A 68 goal difference there. Yeah. Uh, second place were Mexico. Peru came in third. They had two wins. Mexico had three wins. Uh, Panama and Guatemala played out a draw. Couldn't scratch a win between them, unfortunately. Peru, no, it wasn't Peru. Puerto Rico in third. Puerto Rico, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Puerto Rico in third. Oh, yeah, it is Puerto Rico. My, my bad there. Um, so a pretty easy and convincing victory to Canada there in that side of the tournament. Uh, we'll talk about what actually happens and what that means when we figure it out. Do you know what it means? So they go to the next round? That's right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, on the men's side of things... Uh, well, top, top scorer on the women's side oh. was uh, uh, Michelle Navarro from Mexico. 15 goals there for her. 15? Yeah. On the women's side of things. That, that's interesting because uh, Canada finished first with so many goals scored. Yeah, they got the next three top goal scorers all okay. with 11 apiece. Samantha <laughs> right, okay. McCrory, Stephanie Norlander and Brienne Stairs. On to the men's side of things now. Uh, the United States finished top there. They had three wins and a draw. They drew a game against Mexico, who finished in second place. So, uh, it, And also with three wins, so it was goal difference to different between the sides there. Um, US with a goal difference of 49. They have 54 Four and five against Mexico did pretty well though 48 goals and six against in a tournament that's not too bad going across four games and they had the top scorer in the men's three side games. There. Francisco Aguila he uh, finished with 16 there and seven uh, field goals six penalty corners and three penalty strokes interestingly the second top scorer came from the US Aki Kaipala um, 12 penalty corners and one penalty stroke 13 goals so it looks like they've Ooh. got a specialist on their hands there could uh, be making waves at a higher level if we start slotting them. It's amazing how much of a difference a good penalty corner can hit, especially against at those lower ranks, isn't it? Well, they can very easily rocket quickly. Cre- create the opportunities. That's, they scored a hell of a lot of goals there on the on the corners. Uh, so final standings there: United States, Mexico, Puerto Rico, Panama, and Costa Rica. Plenty of um. Do you got the? Oh, we went through the goal scorers. How much? There's been so much Test hockey going on as well. If you can. I suppose we call it test matches, internationals. Um, we had uh, the Netherlands playing Spain over the weekend. Look, this is in no particular order because there's so much of it. And it's a bit all over the place, but we'll get the get the gist. Ninth to tenth of June in Amsterdam. That was men. It was the men, and um, the result was the same for both games. Two nil for the Netherlands over Spain. I did see the first game, uh, which was quite entertaining. 
I thought. It was, it was a lot of fun and there was a lot of attacking stuff going on. I don't know that that's how they'll be playing come World Cup time, but they're certainly experimenting, I thought. Was, this, was the stream pretty good on that one? It was absolutely brilliant, and we'll get to that a little bit later because there's some other streams that weren't as absolutely brilliant, but that was a really, really good stream and the quality and definition and it's just a pity I don't speak Dutch. I couldn't understand the commentary. But uh, well done to the Dutch. They're beating Spain. A good warm-up for both of those sides, so you'd think. Looks like there was a one-off as well, Belgium versus France yep. over, over the weekend. That was a 4-0 win for Belgium. There was. Uh, we also had uh, some tense matches between Poland and Wales, the 8th to the 10th, in Niezno in Poland. If you say so. Okay. I hope I got that right. Uh, three games played there, the 8th, 9th and 10th, and um, Poland got over Wales 1-0 in the first game and then 3-0 in the second game. The Welsh got one back in the final game there, a 1-0 victory to them over the polls, so those games are done and dusted. Oh, plenty more coming up too. Have you got any more results before we get to what's coming up? Uh, do you want to talk about any club results before we... Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I know the German Cup results were played over the weekend. Well, the German League, yeah, they're, they're, they're League. final four for both the um, men's and the women's. There was some good streaming. The quality wasn't great, like you said before. We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, you, uh, HTC Ullenhuis Mulheim ended a 21-year wait to take out the German National Championships, beating Rottweiss Kolm in the final. Uh, so that means that Ullenhuis go through to the EHL knockout 16 with Rottweiss and Mannheimer, who were also involved over the weekend. They go to round one next October in Barcelona. Uh, we had winners in Austria as well. That was sorted out at the weekend. Um, Armenian uh, took out the title there, so they've got a place in EHL Round 1 for next season. So from EHL Round 1, you can still qualify for the knockout yes, 16? Yeah, 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 you can go through. Still in with a chance there. Uh, any more results you want to go through? Um, oh, we did have... Uh, Anybody else lose 10-0 across no, the weekend? Oh, come on. <laughs> Um, I'm sure they did. There's plenty, <laughs> plenty of them out there. Um, we had the Women's Home Nations Masters Championships in the UK. That was happening in Swansea. I found bits and pieces of results around and about, but there was nothing definitive site-wise. You saw me spend about 15 minutes getting frustrated at getting little bits of information out of that. But well done to everybody. Ireland, England, Wales and Scotland all taking part in the competition there. Twice this morning as we're recording. A bit different today, but uh, you've... You've been a little bit frustrated about finding results? Yes. I'm grumpy anyway, and you're grumpy. I'm so grumpy. I'm gonna, I'm yeah, well, I am, but I've got reason to be grumpy. Well, yeah, you were in the dentist yesterday. Yeah, for a double root canal. I'm real happy. Okay, let's have a look at some of the stuff coming up. Well, some of the things that's going to be happening at the, over this weekend, we've got, or has, uh, there's a lot happening this weekend. Argentina and the US women will be playing um, five test matches series started already as we speak um, third ranked Argentina versus seventh ranked USA That's ha- those games are happening in Tucumán in Argentina so it should be um, so a good contest there you'd think that will probably make its way onto streaming that's right, it's definitely streaming and it was yep. a 5-1 fi- win for Argentina okay, over the US in the, in the first game uh, yeah. Yeah, so well, keep, keep an eye out at the hockey live and hashtag live stream hockey and we'll keep, get those links through to you uh, Scotland are playing Italy in the women's as well in Glasgow, the 12th to the 15th. Three matches there. Uh, 18th placed Scotland versus 17th placed Italy. So they should be a fairly evenly fought contest. It could be a real good contest to watch that one. Spain are playing India for uh, five matches starting on the 12th in Madrid. 11th placed Spain and 10th placed India. It's on the women's side of the game. So once again, 
should be cracking contests between nations ranked so close. We've also got Belgium taking on Spain in the men's in Brussels. Uh, that's happening on the 12th, a one-off game. Third-ranked Belgium and eighth-ranked Spain. And um, two matches between Canada and Ireland. The women are playing in Dublin, the 13th to the 16th. 21st-ranked Canada and 16th-ranked Ireland in op- uh, action there. Tell you what, there's so much more too. There's, um, Did you do the Netherlands-France? couple of games there in Amsterdam. Yep, they're coming up 14th and 15th. That's the men's side of the game. Um, Netherlands, France. Yeah, I've got that printed out here somewhere. And G- um, GB also going to Belgium to Brussels for a couple of games, and that's the side that uh, Russell Garcia is leading in temporary charge there. That's still uh, looking for a head coach. Underway on the 14th. Uh, this German and Australian, or yeah, AUS. I'm sure that's Australia and not Austria, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going with Australia. It is. It is. Germany versus Australia. Uh, from the 16th to the 17th of June, they're playing there for a couple of games. Uh, we've also got... Uh, and that's, of course, the Champions Trophy lead-in for the, um, it is. For the boys. Um, test matches between Netherlands and Canada for on, on the 18th, a one-off test match. And Germany and Great Britain men's test matches the 20th and 22nd. Then we get to a, a Three Nations Invitation tournament in Germany from the 21st to the 23rd. And we'll just check the... Uh, particular nations involved there. It's Germany, Ireland and Canada. That's on the women's side of things in the lead up to the World Cup. And uh, then we get to the Champions Trophy 23rd of June, so just a couple of weeks away now. Yeah, not even 11 days from um, as we're recording now. Really looking forward. To, well, uh, I am looking forward to the hockey but I'm really, really sad as we've um, mentioned that it's going to be a funeral. Argentina, Australia, Belgium, India, Netherlands and Pakistan playing there should be an absolute ripping tournament. I'm really looking forward to that. Same time, Brader. hockey series open happening as well in Singapore. Oh, is this a, one, a, a really dumb piece of fixturing? Oh, you'd want your eyes on the uh, Champions Trophy, It's not trophy, the only dumb you? piece of fixturing we're going to talk about. Yeah, you'd want to have your eyes, but I mean, isn't the idea of raising the profile of these sports in these countries as well and trying to get the game noticed? I mean... It, it screams to me of an of a international calendar that's too packed. We're playing too much international hockey. If a, a primate, primate event such as the Champions Trophy is being scheduled at the same time as a round-robin event. Well, it's not a round-robin, but essentially it is well, part an, of a qualified round-robin event. Olympic qualifier. You know. why, why, why aren't you, they both standalone? And that goes for the Women's World Cup too. I mean, the Women's World Cup is happening... Um, from the 21st of July to the 5th of August, and smack bang in the middle from the 26th to the 29th is a Four Nations Cup being held for the men in Germany. Well, now, should it matter if it's a men's, men's women's crossover? I Can we look at them it, as separate things, or should we no, be no, singularly it sh- focused? It, it should, we should be saying that that is the Women's World Cup and it should be given prime place and primacy of what the level that competition is. And we shouldn't be playing other hockey at the same time. All of our focus should be on the Women's World Cup. uh, why, Why would you possibly fixture something in the middle of a World Cup? They wouldn't dare do it to the men. You know why. Because the calendar's too 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 full. I'm not saying don't play that particular tournament. I mean, essentially, it's what are they calling it? They... Real Four Nations Cup. I mean, it's essentially just a World Cup warm-up tournament. That's what it 
That's what it is. You yeah, call it we, whatever you like. Yeah, well, we talked about it before, though. Real are obviously on as sponsors there. Good, so if, you're, if you're sponsors, then you, at least you get the, the right to hand over a cup at the end of the uh, the tournament. The Real World Cup. Well, cup. Four Nations Cup. Not <laughs> pre-World Cup, Cup. I'm glad we've got a sponsor on board. I should be very happy about that. But as we mentioned, it is the grumpy episode. So uh, let's move on. But it is poor. Oh, it's poor fixturing, in my opinion. If you, if you agree, let us know on the socials. What are they, Matt? Oh, you find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at the Reverse Stick. I took that down. You can't read it anymore. <laughs> Just Reverse Stick on Twitter, and they'll find it. I think uh, I think you know it off by heart by now. Okay. Um, so the hockey series open. It is going on at the same time as the Champions Trophy, which is a real. Um, not good, but let's get on with the two the teams involved there. Uh, the women, Hong Kong, China, Indonesia, Kazakhstan, Malaysia, Singapore and Thailand will be playing there. Malaysia seems to be the old woman, women's team out there. It appears that I would have thought they might have been ranked a bit higher going in at a higher entry level, but maybe they're not. You've got, uh, got to play within your confederation, though, haven't you? Oh, okay, yeah, that could be it. Men, Chinese, Taipei, Hong Kong, China, Indonesia, Myanmar, Singapore and Thailand, as we mentioned, those games getting underway on the 23rd of June. Stop the podcast, John. It's time to announce our competition winner from last week. All you needed to do was retweet on Twitter or share on Facebook, episode 52. Thank you to all of those of you that did that. You are now in the hat. We're going to put it to the randomizer and see who's going to come out of the hat to win the prize. And the winner is Mr. Mark Owen. Thank you so much, Mark, for retweeting episode 52. Keep on listening for more chances to win, boys and girls. And uh, Mark, your prize will be out to you in the post very soon. How about, Matt, we get to our feature interview here on the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Joining us on the reverse stick today is David Navarro, a Costa Rican national team player, and he's fresh from the Hockey Series Open in Salamanca, Mexico. David, thank you so much for joining us on the reverse stick. Thank you. This is a great opportunity for me. Now, you've just returned home from the Hockey Series Open. That home is Costa Rica. Can you tell us how you got into playing hockey? Well, uh, in my high school, they start um, giving hockey like a, like a new sport for some time. But it started for just for girls. So uh, my my girlfriend got there, and she was called for the national team. Or well, at least they said that. But when they arrived to the team, they were almost the the first. So some months later, she told me to to go to practice and try something new. And I went, and, and I love it. <laughs> I don't know how, but. But I played, uh, I can say, good, so I like it, and, and I, I went to, to the other train, so it was like a, like a new hobby, and then it just started like a, like a real practice and a discipline for me. So how long have you been playing? Um, let's say, counting all, all my history, it's like eight years. 
So you say you turn up to practice. What does practice look like? Is there one central club, one central pitch? What 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 happened when you went to that first session? Yeah, well, it, it was like a, like a club practice, let's say. Uh, we were in a, like, let's say it's a soccer field, but artificial. And it was very short, actually. It was to play soccer but for five players that it's very common here and there was like let's say i don't know maybe 15 people and well we we started playing with the pass and and some shoots and some ideas that uh, our training had and at the end of the of the training we also had a little game a little game one thing against the other to practice always and when, when, when you are starting the sport, you always want to play against someone. So you start on understanding the, the game in that way. I've seen the picture from the Facebook page of Costa Rican hockey. Of I think of that actual soccer pitch you mentioned. Do you get to play on full size field? Is there is there a full size astroturf available? No, actually, we we have not uh, a real a real field to to play. And not, it's not very easy to to get it, but well, for this tournament that we have, we have to to use a, a stadium, a soccer stadium. Uh, we have to pay for that for two hours, two hours and a half, and we have to practice all that we need there and try to to use all the space that we should have in a real tournament like we have in the. Yeah, so that's that's is that on a grass field? Yes, it, that is an artificial grass. So what does the what's the club setup look like in Costa Rica? How many teams are playing, and do you get to play regular competitions against each other? Well, to be honest, the, our federation, our national federation, is very new compared to to other federations and the capital of the economy. The others have. So we are very small actually. And the national tournament it's something that, that have to be real for us. So we started the last year with some tournament. So we divide the some of the players we have in some teams. Actually even if if, if they are in the in the same city, they are in different clubs. To start the national, the national league, let's say. So we have like, uh, for men we have like four, four teams maybe. Uh -huh. The same for the women. With your national team, that that's picked from those four club sides that that play. So the people come from all over. Yes, exactly. Well, not all the country can can get this these players to the national team because there are no hockey in some places. We are trying to expand the sport and to be more, of course, but we get the players from all the, the places that we have hockey. Um, this time we have like, I don't know, six or seven new new players in tournament, even when, when we we have been in other tournaments, even when it wasn't, it wasn't about field 
field hockey, but this time there was their their first tournament for like yeah six or seven players maybe. And of course, also the hockey series open. This is your your first major eleven aside tournament for the national team. Exactly, it's our first our first field field hockey tournament and our first time in a in a field like that. We didn't know it actually. And you obviously found there was lots more space than you were used to. Yeah, we we love it actually. It was well, you you know how I don't know if you know the grass, the artificial grass, but it's very difficult the ball to roll there. So when you hit the ball or or you make any technical move, it's very different when you do it than when you do it in the in the real grass, like the field. Hockey. Yes, yeah, so no, I, I know. It was, well, we practice with, with more force than we really need. So when we get to the real field, we, we can shoot the ball or we can hit it with good speed and, and good force. So at the end, it was good for us to practice in some grass like that. Yeah, I bet. Now, you played some hockey fives before as a national team, though? Yeah, exactly. We went to the, to the Central American tournament. Uh, we're in last December. Uh, we went, we get to the finals, uh, and, and there we, we lost the team, so, yeah, we, we lost the game. So we get the silver, the silver one for us. But still, it, it, it was a, a very good result, even when, when we went off. Now this was obviously, like I mentioned before, a, a historic moment for Costa Rican hockey to go and take part in the, the Hockey Series Open. How did you find the experience? Well, it was it was very different to the other tournaments that, that we have that we have done because we're first. It was like the second time that we played fights. Because there was a, let's say it was a test uh, six months before, but uh, it was for the for the same tournament, so it was like like the like the same. Uh, before that, we played uh, indoor hockey. It was very different because the ball can never be can never be in the air, so that's that's very different. With uh, the tables around all the field, yes. it makes the, the, the game very, very fast. Um, you have to be in a very good physical way to can make all the I don't know the set the, the time that you will be in the in the field or or whatever you you're trying to say. So you played against USA, Mexico, and USA ranked 26 in the world, Mexico 39, and, and uh, had a couple of big losses against those guys, but then you were much closer to Puerto Rico and Panama. Now, of course, they're both, they have FIH rankings, but Costa Rica are yet to have an official FIH ranking. Um, how did you find uh, the games against, uh, particularly against the USA, who are obviously a lot more experienced? Mexico, USA, Puerto Rico. It was very exciting.
exciting for us because they have a lot of more experience than we do because we have none. Uh, and we take it like a, like a way to learn a lot. And that was our main objective, actually, because if we learn, then we, we can be here in Costa Rica and practice with that and be better, be better players. Then we said, uh, let's play against these, these teams and let's say what happened. Let's, let's then see what we have practiced in, in our difference because we have to respect that they have a lot of more gears and, and resources than we have. So it's not a, a secret that they will be winning uh, this pass this past game or the next one and maybe other more five five or more games but even respecting that we have practiced a lot and we have made many sacrifices to to get to the tournament so we said uh, let's do it man we, we can we can defense all that that we have practiced so try to, to complicate the, all their game and I think even when you go, you you can see the score the final score and and you you said well that's a lot of goals it happened that the other teams that have more experience than, than we do they receive more in, in, in one game so when you are a, a team with so little experience we have to put So you mentioned the learning experience. What what would you say is one key thing that the, the squad has taken away from the tournament? Well, we learn a lot in, in the real game when it was happening. You have to, to mark the people. You have to do it. All, all the game, you have to be with them. And they have moves that we have never practiced or we never used because we, we didn't know that, that maybe... We shouldn't have an, an attack all the game, or or maybe we we couldn't pass the middle the middle of the field. And well, for other tournament, we maybe we can use some of, of their move uh, that they can change. They they scream to the other player, "Hey man, let's switch! Uh, wait, wait, hold, hold right now!" And they run to the other place and. In order enter to the area, the, the main area, and well, for me, I, I am a defense one, so it was crazy. But well, I I learned a lot. Yeah, I bet they got you moving. Now, do, will you have future games on eleven aside format coming up, so you can continue to practice the format? Well, actually, when the tournament ends, we start playing. Yeah, we start talking about that because, well, the hockey series open is uh, two years and, and two years. So we said we can stop practicing this this kind of hockey, the, the new hockey for us and the real hockey for two years. So we have talked a little, even when, when we just arrived 
yesterday, and we all we all trying to practice at least one or two times a month to start uh-huh. in a in a field that can that can let us practice in a in a bigger area like in the stadium. Uh, we have been with with the girls too in the stadium, so we are trying to get there. Yeah, let's hope two at least for one. And then uh, in the Central American part, they have talking about uh, the next. Well, we have a tournament in November that will be five. And for the next one, they are saying that that should be only for eleven, so we can be more prepared for the next tournament in the real one. When we have rivals like USA, Mexico. I don't know who else can be Jamaica. And we can be more prepared, and we can make a, a better role. Yeah, I think it doesn't matter what level of the game you play; you're only ever going to get better by playing more games, and that you know that's that's the key. So the more you can do that, the the better it's going to be. Yeah, that's the idea. And 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 I also see as well in you on the the ages of some of your you guys there. You had fifteen year olds in in the team. fantastic to, to get the exposure into the kids there, particularly with such a, a small programme. So what are your hopes for the future for club hockey in Costa Rica and then also the, the national team in Costa Rica for men? Well, in the part of the clubs, we, we expect to, to grow, to grow in, in, the, in the kind of the, the clubs we have, the, all the structure we have. Actually, because we need more structure for for the clubs, uh, the preparation. The, also, we are trying to, like I said, to expand the sport. So maybe we can have a a more real national tournament. And for the national team, the idea is to get to to all over the the eleven field hockey, the real, the, the Olympic one sport. So we can we can get to the to the greater tournaments and we we can practice and be better. And I don't know, maybe someday we can be the first one in in some tournament like this and qualify to another one. We talk a lot on the show about growing the game, and uh, everybody's got to start somewhere. So I think it's fantastic the the moves that you're making there, and and, and incredible that you can get a team to a, a competition like the Hockey Series Open? Yeah, I, I think it was a, an objective that, the, well, the, the politicians had before, our, our hockey politicians. And, well, we made it. Now we are in the, in the ranking, in the world ranking. At least we appear there. Now 
we have to to be, be nearest the the than the one we want to be to be better and to be increasing our level. And but no, we will see what what can happen. David, we're certainly going to be keeping a very keen eye on the progress of Costa Rican hockey on the reverse stick, and we wish you every success in building the game and growing the game there. And thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, thank you. This is a great opportunity for us to to make the people know that we are we we are really working. We are trying to to be better, and well, maybe other people in other countries they they will hear about us. In in the future and thank you for the opportunity thanks so much for your time David bye 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 thank you you are listening to the reverse stick the global hockey podcast and that was David Navarro of the Costa Rican national team joining us to talk about his experience at the hockey series open in Salamanca Mexico what a lovely chat absolutely great I, I slipped in an absolute no it was really good to hear from him and you know, stay in touch with some of these nations at this time of the, as we get to World Cups and those sorts of things. There is a lot of focus on the top level. It's really good to get the experiences and the stories from those who are, you know, just plugging away, trying to trying to make it all happen. Well, you know, a, v- a very special tournament for Costa Rica and their first yeah. first at that level, and it's, you know, it's all baby steps, and you've got to start somewhere. Hey, you know what? What's and that? Who will always be in that very first side? Yes. You know, in in maybe a hundred years' time. If the FIH do the right thing and keep the game alive, um, you know there'll be a photo of him on the wall, and little kids will be, and then people will be going, "That was the first team that went to yeah. play an international." Well, hope, hopefully, it's Costa Rica will stay Costa Rica, and it won't be like uh, Jesus we had on the show <laughs> quite a few back that made his couple of appearances for Dutch Antibes, and then they were no longer a nation. Oh well, he did well <laughs> to play international <laughs> hockey, I'm sure. Uh, what else? What else more have we got? We we. Touched a little bit there on the whole idea of fixturing and the, the global calendar a couple of weeks ago as well, and um, you know just just more ammunition the way that it's being fixtured at the moment for mine, and especially we, you know, the idea that we come to some sort of global hockey so that we're all playing the same sort of hockey at the same sort of time is just making more and more sense to me. Yeah, it it does, but everybody does it different. Like I mentioned before, you look at the the German club setup there. They're just having their final four competition now in June. Now here in Australia, we're at the halfway point of our season. Yeah, but uh, we've been through why. Why, in my opinion, it makes sense to to move the hockey season in the northern hemisphere. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that. So the German, but the German way of dealing with the the trouble with the weather is obviously playing that indoor. Um, they sort of shut down the outdoor league over the the colder months, um, December, January, and the focus then goes on to indoor hockey. There, doesn't it? Um, yeah. so, that, so that's why they have that extension of a, of a, of a, of a season. I, yeah, I, I get um, that, but they wouldn't need that. No, they wouldn't. You're right. If, it, if we went six months, six months, or there or thereabouts. Yeah, yeah. Seven well, and a half, know, eight, th- whatever months, it is. Nine months. Yeah. Are there always going to be some sort of overlap, but the idea is to minimise that sort of thing. And that, Look, it, at the moment we're in a situation where all of these internationals are happening overseas for the other countries, and that's great because their domestic seasons are finished. But w- as Australians, we're losing all of our players, and I'm sure there would be other countries that are in the middle of their season as well. And that's, you know, 
maybe it turns out in the long run that we here in Australia have to change our season to fit in with the global hockey calendar. Now, I don't necessarily think that is the best idea. In fact, I think it's a stupid idea because it just means you're still losing all of those facilities for three or four months of the year. And we're playing hockey in 40-degree days. Yeah, it probably wouldn't happen, but I can understand the arguments coming from the northern hemisphere. There may be arguments coming from the northern hemisphere that would, if I was them, I'd be saying, well, we can't do it for the same reasons we can't change here. But we're going to have to make compromises and think about our fixturing smarter. I mean, honestly, fixturing one open series up against the Champions Trophy and then up against the World Cup, that's supposed to be the prime event for women. Every four years it comes along. Why did you have to fixture another international event at the same time? Demand. Oh, no, you reckon? Demand, demand for games. Demand for, inter- for who? For those. From inter- spectators? No, 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 not at all. From Viewers? The no, from, no, 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 no. From the international teams to be Too getting more. Too much international hockey. In, well, no, Too not, much. I don't, dis- I don't dispute that at all. But that's, that's individual teams looking to play against the best they possibly can on oh. the, for the men on the, so on the lead up to the World Cup. You can't, don't forget, the men's World Cup's not happening until bloody November. It's not like they haven't it's got de- time. December, isn't it? Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. So it's a Women's Champions Trophy that's in November. Yeah. The, so it's not like they haven't got time to play these games. Oh, well, that's going to interfere with something. What? Well, you're interfering with the World Cup for women. Oh, isn't this sport supposed to be about well, equal it, well, opportunity? It, you would never see that happen during a men's World Cup. In in hockey? Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I just all I think of the World Cup at the moment is soccer. I can't wait until it's finished. And, and that's the other thing. Get is the real bit of both of these competitions are in juxtaposition with the Soccer World Cup at the moment. And, you know, you don't have to be Einstein to figure out which is generating more news, more excitement more column inches, more viewership, more everything. It seems to be some good money. some good stuff happening in England with pre-promotion. There seems to be a lot of the, the players, um, the, the English players that are going to be involved seem to be popping up on national radio shows and TV shows and that sort of thing. So there's, Which is great. Yeah, there's good, good stuff happening in the background down, you know, starting to try and build some hype. But you're right, like particularly somewhere like England, which is so football-focused, it would be very hard to get any and, column and inches at all on until, it, until yeah, it's done and dusted. They, they're pushing a big... Barrow, and but at least they're hosting the tournament. I mean, we will hear nothing about the Women's World Cup here in this country. Nothing. Mm, no, no. Sadly, we won't. Which, yeah. So, at, at the moment, we can go and get petrol out of Tim Kale's spout. <laughs> That's a, another discussion in dialogue. Yeah. You're listening to the reverse stick, the global hockey whinge cast. That is the, today, isn't it? The uh, the Cahill text uh, reference. That's uh, that's just for you, Rob Abbott. Just uh, <laughs> you and the Millwall boys. Yeah, I, I'm sure you'd all love to get hold of Tim's nozzle. Right. Yeah, what else have we got going on? I've I've written a couple of things. I just meant to mention a week or so ago. Well done to the Hockey Museum. They've got full oh, yeah. museum status there, which means they're open to different kinds of funding and and different stuff going on. So that great project. If you listen all the way back to episode number one, was it when yeah, we had well, Mike Smith on? Very first guest. Uh, yeah, had Mike Smith it's on. It's history now. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny actually. Um, somebody's obviously listened to some back episodes I was communicating with online, and. Uh, they said uh, you could do with changing the, the theme music. 
said, geez, that, that's going back 40 plus episodes. Nobody's complained for ages about that. So. I, 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 it's not just Daryl whinging again, is it? No, 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 this is a, um, a, a Brit in Mexico. Okay. There we go. Um, I'm on Scored. Are you on Scored, John? I, um, yeah, I've, yeah, but I haven't put a profile up yet. Right. I'm, I'm trying to get a, an appropriate picture. Okay. Because, you know, they've all got... You've got those little action. Lego figures that you, you, are, you did for oh, your team a, a few I, years I, ago. I could put that one up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I might do that. Well, we we have TRS World 11 um, on there as a genuine bona fide team, and uh, nice to see that Tansy Lee and Rob Baron Baggy have got on there and uh, registered as official TRS World 11 players. That's nice to see. We're also uh, popping a few little uh, transfer rumours up on there. But if you're on Scored, you can connect with me, Matt Allen. Come and find me, say hi, um, and let's uh, let's. Let's get to know each other on Scored. You, you have to email me all of those photos so they can put them up on the website because I, I want people to be able to print out their own TRS World 11 cards. Oh, it's happening. Don't worry. Now, I did actually... We've know, got two more. We've got two more to go up on there. Um, I did say the last one was the penultimate one. I was wrong. Somebody who we got in touch with months ago has got in touch and said, yes, I want to be part of the team. So um, that's the last two TRS World 11 uh, members of 2018... 20, 18, 2019 will be popping up in the next few days on the socials. Let's go hashtag live stream hockey. Hashtag live stream hockey. Go for two it. Two reasons. First of all, do it because there's lots of hockey going on and, um, you need to have, there has to be some sort of resource where we can find out what's on and choose what we want to watch, especially when, as it turns out, some streams are not as good as others. No, they're, they're not, sadly. And, and, uh, you know, I, I did watch some of the Argentina game this morning. It's it's a single point camera. Um, now, obviously, it's tough luck with the translation on the uh, the commentary with it. But it's a single point camera. It was a bit wobbly, um, so the quality wasn't superb. Um, you know, we've talked before about possibly trying to do some some English language commentary alongside some of these games, but the quality wasn't good enough there to sort of pick up every number on the back of the shirt or get any kind of appreciation of what's going on on the wider field with things. Now, you said that you watched the some of the Dutch stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and I found look, that good. Yeah, and I brought these comments up based on something we'd said after we'd finished recording the last show and we were just chatting away, as we usually do, and... You mentioned the idea, maybe we've got to cut the idea of how many games we stream and focus on the quality of a stream as opposed to numbers of streams. And I think it's a very valid argument, considering that uh, a lot of the streams, streaming is very potentially dodgy. Now, I got the Netherlands stream brilliantly. It was like watching a television broadcast. It was fantastic. I, I had previously tried the German Cup stream, and at first I thought, oh, well, I'm just slow, I'm just having problems with my machine. But it turned out I wasn't because the Dutch stream came through perfectly. Yeah. I, was, I was having no problems there. Now, what I think was happening was that um, the more people that jump on, the less bandwidth is available because very often that's how you buy these things, by how much you buy in bandwidth. So it, it, for me, once people started watching it, and numbers grew. I was at the end of the list because I'm in Australia. I'm not in Germany. And I, it was Does it work like that? I don't know if it works like that. I mean, not. It shouldn't. But it's not coming through YouTube or a central server. It's coming from a German server. So 
you know, I'm buffering down a few, probably a couple of servers yeah. before it <laughs> before it gets to me. And that that's a problem that isn't, you know, the Germans can't can do very little about essentially. But there must be some answer because the Dutch had it sorted out, and it, and it and it was brilliant. Now maybe what we need to do is FIH needs to form a. a a dedicated streaming unit that isn't necess- that's more a conglomeration of um, technologies and expertise to enable streaming to go out there in a better way than it is. Does it need a partner, or does it just need to buy a server farm in Kazakhstan and do it itself? I'm not sure. There's lots of sort of yeah. arguments you could come up with. Well, it was nice to see that at least there was games from Salamanca were being live streamed on the FIH YouTube channel. Okay. Um, so that you know that's, yeah, that's, that's a real bonus and a positive that that's um, there seems to be some kind of under, undertaking to promote the hockey series open because we we weren't sure there wasn't any information out on it last week when we discussed it, and you said oh well they should you know they should be doing something maybe they listened in and. Uh, <laughs> And answered your, answered your clarion call for it. Uh huh. Mm. But look, there's the po- po- positive positive steps, and it was yeah, it wasn't wasn't a bad feed um, coming coming through. And that, that, that's what the important thing is: quality broadcast. I think we've got to get past this idea that sticking one camera up on a pole and just having silence, or, or worse still. Just an open microphone on well, the look, camera. Well, that, that's a particular annoyance, though, isn't it? Of of what happens at half time when there's no action happening. Well, yeah, that's right. Uh, like the, the German stream, when there was no nothing happening, they were, they cut to a camera that was on on an angle, so this, this the pitch was on the piece. <laughs> I mean, I did. Just that little but, tiny. But there was no advertising running. There was no, there was no review of um, review of the action from and the they, first they, quarter. They actually or... had commentators pitch side before the game that were doing little interviews and stuff. Yeah. But then they just cut to this camera that was on an angle and be silence, or you'd hear crowd noises. Yeah. We've got to be more professional about what we provide because spectators won't stand for that. They'll turn it off. It's hard enough listening to a, a commentary that's not in your language, and it would be the same for people who are Dutch listening to. Well, maybe it's not because they speak English most of them, but you know what I'm talking, I know exactly about. What you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, that, that can be quite difficult and challenging, but you can do it if the quality of the stream is really good and you can see the action. But and we're dedicated hockey people. If you're trying to suck in viewers from outside, you've got to engage them with a quality. Podcast of quality <laughs> casting, you know, yes, yeah. webcasting, and and you've got to provide them with information and commentary that goes along with it. And I think the FIH has got to start coming hard, down hard yeah, on look, the idea of English being the language of world hockey. Now, I don't care if they choose another language, but if you're going to choose English, we should be made to stick with it. And that goes with commentary too. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> And I totally support what you're saying with it, but I still, on the other side of me, and, and I know I didn't get started this conversation last week with you, but there's also that I want to encourage people, wherever, whoever, to get something out there um, to try and build some kind of market. And we can argue about the quality of it once there's actually something available all the time for people to, to have their eyes on. Um the quality is very important, but we've got to build some kind of market as well. And I know you'll say that well, maybe we won't build a market at all if it isn't, you know, good enough quality. There's an but, element of it in that, of that. In but it. who, who are we, 
who are we targeting? Who do we want to watch these things? Because at the moment, we, we're in dreamland if we think we're targeting a general sports fan who's just going to click onto a feed somewhere and, and, oh, I'll watch this game of hockey because it's on there. That's not the people that are watching anything that's online. We can't even crack the whole hockey community. So... That's right. You know, we've, we've got to get that right within our own test market of people who, who love the game and they'll watch it, whatever the quality, wherever, you know, whatever the circumstance with it. We've got to have it available for them. But unless there's a, a, a primo um, product, uh, it, we're not all that, you know, you can stream as many backyard lots as you like. And it'll never, it, no one will ever be engaged oh, look, by. You'll it. get, you'll get, look, you start watching something and it buffers and you're struggling to watch it. You've, even a diehard hockey lover will just go, oh, I can't be bothered. Just, well, I did. Know, That's so, yeah. what I did. Yeah. Because in the end it became just. Yeah, it's a challenge and, and you, you're an hour into <laughs> trying to uh, fix oh. the problem and it doesn't improve yet. I know, I know. And, and apologies to I'm not trying to pick on German hockey because they, they look like they did a good job maybe in Germany it it was fantastic and and it came across really good and they got lots of viewers or whatever but at the same time I can't watch it I can't go to the game in Germany Germans can um, the idea of doing these streams and stuff is to get your product out beyond what your audience is so I don't know any thoughts, yeah. ideas? Let us know. Let us Get know. in touch. How do you do that? You'd use these, wouldn't you? <laughs> Social network thingies. Yes. Th- that was a segue, did you know? Yeah, you did. <laughs> no, congr- no congratulations this oh. week for the segues. Um, yeah, ca- catch us on social media. Get in touch with us. Let us know your thoughts. Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. All at the reverse stick. Get on board. And if you don't follow us, do it. Do it now. You got any feedback this week? Uh, Social media master. Do, 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 do. Yeah, we feedback? did. We got a nice one from. Oh, there uh, was some nice feedback Kat. about episode uh, 51 from Cat on Twitter. Really enjoyed it and uh, enjoyed the diversity of the views taking place on that episode. I thought 51 was pretty good. I thought 52 was pretty good last week with Andrew as well. This week, I'm not Don't quite so the sure. Don't forget 50 good ones before 51. Of course. Mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and you know, if you're listening on iTunes, please do jump on there, give us a five star and a little review, telling people what it's all about. It might take ten seconds of your time, but it can make the decision for people looking for a hockey podcast all the much easier with your endorsement on there. So please, please do that. Well, and of course, tell your mates. Market too. Mm. <laughs> what else have we got, mate? Well, oh, well, I don't look after that social media stuff. Are you looking you know, forward never, to you looking forward to the new FIH magazine show, um, which has been talked about on their dispatches in the past week or so? Oh well, I expect it'll be pretty much like the FIH news section in their website. So, well, well you know, what can I say? I haven't seen it. We'll put it out. And well, they've, we'll they've, have a look. They've partnered with award-winning Whisper Films uh, to create a global magazine show. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Mm. Should be good. Uh, History Makers, the book that was written about the um, Olympics win by the GB girls. Yep. Uh, that's won a prestigious award. Um, at the in Tom- Britain? Yeah, in Britain, the Thomson Reuters Illustrated Book of the Year at the 16th Sports Book Awards. Well done. Congratulations to Richard Stainthorpe and Sarah Juggins there. 
that's about it from me, mate. I just know not too much. There's just lots and lots of international hockey going on. Yeah, there I haven't got too many rumours or any gossip for you this week. I I heard I heard a rumour at because um, we played away on the weekend, so we're at another well-known Perth club who uh-huh. has a turf and is a private boys' school. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I heard a couple of rumours coming out of some of their members, uh-huh. but I don't know that I can necessarily go too far with them. All but right. it, well, just put give, it this way, give us something. Give us a teaser. Would involve the future of Australian hockey. Okay, don't be. Um, and vague. other international nations. Okay, that's that. It would. The, the pro league. No. Oh, and congratulations to all of the um, uh, tech uh, official. Tech official panels that have been set. Everybody's I've noticed that Raya Richardson, uh, friend of the show, and Tammy Stanley are both in the uh, the top bracket there for um, tournament delegates. Well done. We've also got a little bit about something on umpiring. John, did you want to talk about no, the haven't. new the new panels um, that have been set? Or should we save that for another time? No. Well, uh, you know, Keely very well knows my my opinion that we shouldn't be talking about umpires anyway. So. Despite the fact that you had, yeah, a, 20, bring it you had a 25 minute rant to me before we started recording about all of the, okay. the, the new panels, you don't want to bring that up before we go. No, because I had a <laughs> he's getting agitated double, in his chair. I had a double. With, what do they do when the root canal? Double root canal. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. And I'm still grumpy, okay. and I don't think it would be appropriate for me to be talking about it in that way today. Okay, well, look, you can get on. But I'm to really happy the FIH continues to um, impose more and more levels of administration and bureaucracy to the game. Thrilled. No, some of you might call that pathways. Yep, maybe, perhaps. Did promise you that we'd be bringing Jade from Hockey World News this week. The uh, edition's not quite ready, so we're just going to hold that back for another week and let you know everything that's coming up in the next edition of Hockey World News. And, uh, yeah, like I said before, get onto the social media, guys. Please like and share. And, of course, hashtag live stream hockey and follow us at the Hockey Live as well as at the Reverse Stick. Looking forward to bringing you show 54 next week. tried to stay away from it the whole show and I did so well. Mm, umpires. <laughs>